All right, Trinity, knock, knock. Who's there? Howard. Howard who? Howard, you like to be my Valentine. (laughs) I would love to. All right. Hi, Trinity. Hi, Annie. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Rites of Passage podcast with me, Annie Brooks, where we discuss life in our 20s. And today our episode is about Valentine's Day as well as Galentine's Day and how we two young women interact with the holiday. So today we have my good friend Trinity joining us. Trinity, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Hey, everyone. I'm Trinity. Um, I met Annie two summers ago, summer 2021, when we worked the same miserable, wonderful summer job together as um, summer program counselors. And she's been my bestie love of my life ever since. Um, And I love Valentine's Day. I love it. You do love Valentine's Day. So I think you're probably one of the only people I know who like truly loves this holiday. Yeah, it's not, I think, like, a common thing. Like, I think it's, like, common more, like, jokingly to hate on Valentine's Day and more common generally to just not really care. So before we get into Valentine's and our thoughts on it, I wanted, I did a little background research on this holiday. I actually really never knew anything about the holiday. I don't know why. I simply never researched it. Um, To me, though, it's kind of one of those weird ones that has a lot of moving parts. Like there's Cupid and then he's shooting arrows, but he's also like a baby. And then we have like St. Valentine. It's kind of giving Christmas in that like there's Santa, but also Jesus. And there's just a lot of things happening. I I tried to focus um, on actual St. Valentine. So this is basically verbatim from history.com. But basically one legend says that Valentine was a priest um, and he served during the third century in Rome. And the emperor at the time decided that single men made better soldiers than those with wives and families because they had nothing to lose. So he outlawed marriage for young men which is really sad, but also kind of a good war tactic. And then Valentine was really upset about this. And, you know, the lover, not fighter he was, decided he was going to continue performing marriages for these young lovers in secret. So um, when Valentine's actions were discovered, he was sentenced to death. And according to one legend, when he was imprisoned, um, he sent a Valentine greeting to himself, like to the person who was writing letters with him, who uh, he had fallen in love with this young girl, possibly his jailer's daughter, kind of a wild story. Yeah, lots going on there. Um, So yeah, before his death, it's supposed that he wrote her a letter signed from your Valentine. And that's that's where it came from. Um, Yeah. And then Valentine's Day is either to commemorate the anniversary of his death or his burial, um, you know, probably around the same time, um, which was around 270 AD, which is crazy. That's so long ago. So yeah, that's uh, that's where it comes from. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, for some reason, about like we always did like little Valentine's Day lessons in elementary school, and they taught that. I I don't know why it seems <laughs> it seems like it would go over a second grader's head. We were like seven. Um, so draft aversion, I don't think was a concept we were really grappling with. 
except for on the Valentine's Day West. The seven-year-olds were like, yes, single men do make better soldiers. <laughs> Absolutely. Understood. <laughs> okay, awesome. Um, <laughs> well, maybe here's a fact that you didn't know. I'm going to try. I'm going to just keep going until you don't know something. <laughs> Even if it's not true. Um, okay, apparently, according to the Greeting Card Association, an estimated 145 million Valentine's Day cards are sent each year, making Valentine's Day the second largest card-sending holiday of the year, uh, with the first being Christmas. Wow, I didn't know that. Okay, thank God. Um, <laughs> so many. It's so many. And, you know, I... I Whenever I'm alone on Valentine's Day, which has been every Valentine's Day, I am always like, well, you know, I'm in the majority. It's fine. It's whatever. But apparently I'm simply not because what was the number? 145 million people sent each other cards. But what is wild is that, okay, so Valentine's Day has now become three separate holidays, actually, because linearly we go February 13th, we have Valentine's Day, Okay. We'll circle back to that in a minute. Then we have Valentine's Day on the 14th. The 15th is Sad Day, which stands for Single Awareness Day, which is quite literally the saddest thing I have ever heard in my life. That is terrible. Who named it? And why does it, why is the acronym sad? Um, it feels like seasonal affective disorder being sad. Like, it's just, like, insult to injury, salt in the wound. Yeah, it's just a little too on the nose. And you forgot the most important holiday. Which is it? After that, the 16th is my birthday. (gasps) I'm so sorry. (laughs) Wait, I don't even think I knew that. Yeah. So, February is my favorite month, and people are like, that's just because it's your birthday. But it's, yes, my birthday, obviously. I'm not cold and dead in my heart. But I also love Valentine's Day. Have you ever done the math of nine months before that? No, but my mom did tell me I was due on Valentine's Day. Like, that was how it was supposed to be. Do you appreciate not having a Valentine's Day birthday, though? Because I feel like people whose birthday is on a holiday, that sucks. Because then it's like, okay, well, no attention is going to you. Yes. Yeah, (laughs) I was telling my mom, I think, like, there is, like, I just saw everything everywhere all at once. I think there's a different universe out there where I was born on Valentine's Day and I'm a different human being there. Like, I think it would have radically altered who I am as a person. Okay. Uh, (laughs) You know, pretty strong statement, but okay. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. For like, what is it, two days different? (laughs) (laughs) No, but I think it's what what you were saying about like, having your birthday share a holiday like you don't get your full birthday and you don't get that full holiday like you don't get the full effect of either that's true my sister actually has it planned out when she wants to have her wedding she has it planned out for all of the holidays so she gets a gift about once every three months that's genius it is she's like okay my birthday and then she goes through it and she's like all right so i don't want to do it on new year's and we don't want to do it around this time and i just I don't know if she still feels that way, but in high school, at least she thought that. And I remember, you know, she's seven years older than me. So I remember just like looking at her and being like, you are the smartest person in the universe. That is, (laughs) I wonder if she still feels that. My parents' anniversary, not their wedding anniversary, but the anniversary of when they um, like really first started dating is Valentine's Day. They met at a Valentine's Day party. Stop. So I think that's really cute. (laughs) 
and very convenient for my dad because he'll never forget it. That is really convenient. Wait, that's so true. Well, if he does the, then he really messed up. Yeah, yeah. Then that's rough. But, you know, Hallmark won't let him do that. Exactly. The universe has conspired. That's wonderful. I love hearing how people's parents met. I think that's such a fun story. Like, I love those stories. They're so interesting. Let's go back to, let's start at the beginning. And by the beginning of this three-day saga, I mean Galentine's Day. So you've seen Parks and Recreation, correct? Of course. Of course. One of my all-time favorite shows, if not my favorite. Um, so basically, I just rewatched it yesterday on Galentine's Day because I had to. Such a feel-good. Um, and Leslie Nope, the main character, says, Every February 13th, my lady friends and I leave our husbands and our boyfriends at home, and we just come and kick it breakfast style. Ladies celebrating ladies. And then she goes on to say that it should be a national holiday. And I fully agree, but I also learned that Valentine's is actually not a national holiday. Or maybe um, I didn't do enough research. I don't know, one or the other. Did you celebrate Valentine's this year? Um, This year, I actually did not. I usually <gasps> do, but this year, I didn't. I I was a little sick yesterday, so I, I didn't really celebrate anything. Trendy. Now, Annie, this gets into a larger thing that, that I've come on this podcast to share, okay? This, oh. is, this is my soap, what, soapbox. My thing is that if you separate Valentine's Day from Valentine's Day, I think you're separating that kind of love. And my thing is, I feel like the reason I've always loved Valentine's Day is because it's a day to celebrate love, to celebrate friendship, to celebrate relationships. Like this is Valentine's has always been my favorite holiday, and this is like only the second Valentine's I've ever spent in a relationship. Like I've generally in my lifetime been single on Valentine's Day, but I still love it because I don't think it's just a chance to celebrate like romantic love. I think it's a chance to celebrate all the love in your life. And I think if you separate that into Galentine, like I love that I love that Valentine's Day has like risen in prominence as a chance to celebrate all that kind of love with Valentine's Day. But that's what I use Valentine's Day for. So. I like, see that. Okay. That's interesting. I think, it, you, so you're saying it's more just like about love, just in general. Yeah. Okay. How do you feel about, okay, well, have you had, have you had the experience of being super sad on Valentine's Day? Or has that not been something that's happened in your life because you just never associated it with like romantic love as much? Yeah, it's never been something that's happened to me because it's all, I've always had, like, I think it started when I was really little. My mom always made us Valentine's baskets. So in the morning, like, when we came out for breakfast before school, like, she had little baskets with, like, chocolates and treats and stuff. And then when I got a little older and she stopped doing that, my I have four brothers. And my older brothers would always get me Valentine's. Like, they'd always bring me, like, chocolates and stuff. And so... That was really sweet and then I would start like when I was in high school it was always like I spent it with my friends and I always had these really great friendships around Valentine's Day and so I just felt like I always had kind of love and relationships in my life to celebrate and so that's, that's nice. what I did. That's amazing so when you say like you celebrated with your friends you already explained a little bit like how you celebrated with your family but what would you do with your friends especially in high school I'm I'm impressed that you were able to do pull that off in high school um what would you do with them? Yeah I mean we just get like we'd get each other like little chocolates I used to make everyone 
these little cards and I would draw little characters on them and I would draw like their favorite like characters from different things with a like I would do like handmade valentines for them with like quotes from whatever that like show or thing was yeah Um, and so I would like give those out and that was the way that like I did it and it's so like sweet to see to like people who I don't even really talk to anymore like I'll see on their Instagram they'll like post pictures like in their room and I can see like the little valentine I made them like on their desk or something from 10th grade um that's really nice yeah so we we would make little valentines for each other and we get each other like little candies or like those little dollar store valentines that are like elementary schoolers like some of my friends would get those and hand them out I'm impressed that you were able to get all of your friends to do this or that all of your friends wanted to do this I feel like it's difficult especially in like high school to get people to all do something at the same time and be on board with something (laughs) pretty impressive that people were like yes we will all get valentines for each other it wasn't even a thing we really agreed on beforehand I think I probably just like did it one year like I was like that's what you do on valentines you bring your friends (laughs) valentines and then we all just kind of started doing it I love that that is lovely my question then is what has been your best and worst Valentine's Day? Mm. My worst Valentine's Day was one year in high school. I don't even remember which year, but I got in a fight with my dad that after I was a teenager, I was like full of angst. I don't even know what I did. Like I probably just like was like, you're not the boss of me, something like that. And we got in this like, huge fight. Um, <laughs> you were like in a teen movie. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I want to go fashion school this is my dream not yours (laughs) um yeah so it was something like that but I do remember being like particularly angsty and upset about it because it was my favorite holiday he ruined it for me um and it's easy for me to like reflect on it and laugh about it but I do remember like crying in my room that night 17 year old of me (laughs) my best valentine's day let's let's say let's separate galentine's and valentine's here okay um mm, my best galentine's then i think was i remember my freshman year of college um i was like in this new place like all of my friendships felt very new like Mm. they were very new and um so i just like wasn't sure about it but this for this my friends and I did all get together and decide to be like secret valentines for each other and so I made those little handmade valentines for everyone and I think that was just like a really great way to like um you know like everything you do when your friendships are new is like so nervous I was like what if they think this is so weird like I've only known these people for four months what if they think this is so weird which is Um, crazy because four months is actually like a decently long time (laughs) <laughs> right <laughs> like for a friendship that's so new I agree yeah so but I gave them out to all my friends and then like I just got the little snapchat video of like I came back to my dorm after classes and my like secret galentine who's like still one of my best friends like she's my roommate um had taped like happy galentine's day notes and each note had a different piece of candy in it to my dorm like I- to my door to my room and it was just so like sweet that like I was in this new place and like something that for me was always really connected to like my friends and my family and to be for the first time away from like my friends and my family and like coming up on my, my first birthday I was spending away from everyone and just like a lot yeah. of things 
And it was just, I felt like so loved and so like cared for and like so much happier and more confident about everything. Like it was just such a nice, like fulfilling day. That's amazing. I will also add on to that, that I think for me, for Galentine's Day, it definitely has made me think like in the future, I definitely want to have a Leslie Note moment where I'm sitting at a diner with all of my friends. Um, And I definitely think like, as I go through life, I do kind of have that in the back of my head of like, who will be sitting at that diner with me. And I think that's just like a really nice way of thinking about it. And honestly, if someone would not want to spend Valentine's Day with me at a fun diner and exchanging gifts, then like, I don't really want them as a close friend long term. So I kind of feel like that's, have you, have you seen How I Met Your Mother? Mm-hmm. Okay. I kind of feel like that's like my porch test almost where I'm like, you know, like how they have that thing where they're like, when you're growing old, like, do you want to be with this person just sitting on a porch? And I'm like, that's my porch test. It's like, do you want to mm. be in a doctor with me in 20 years? Okay. What about Valentine's Day? Do you have a best, a worst Valentine's? Valentine's Day proper. Okay. So this is where I will depart from my script and get a little mushy gushy because last Valentine's Day was the first Valentine's Day I spent with my boyfriend and it was the first Valentine's Day I spent ever in a relationship and I was just like I was a little nervous about it because I had this whole thing of like I love Valentine's Day it's such a thing about Mm -hmm. me it's about love and I do think like for guys sometimes that's different and like you know guys don't have a Valentine's Day like we as women I think have reclaimed this like friendship love but I was just afraid of this kind of like what if it didn't live up to everything and like what if I felt so like excited about like finally having like someone like I was in a relationship for Valentine's Day and it like wasn't great or like I don't know I was a little nervous but it ended up being really sweet he made me this like huge dinner and I I had told him beforehand I was like listen I'm I can't be the cool girl about this um I love love Valentine's Day yeah I love that you established that though yeah because I think like also a lot of is overhyped the cool girlfriend not establishing boundaries (laughs) um I think it's just this kind of like so normalized that like guys shouldn't have to do something for Valentine's Day and Mm -hmm girls are being like needy and brainwashed if they expect things for valentine's day because you love them every day of the year shut up i was like listen valentine's day is important to me like it's a day about love and i know we love each other every day but um, but just like make an effort today buy me a chocolate like please um and so like we did have that conversation beforehand so we like planned this big valentine's dinner and he like cooked for me and um we ended up just like watching a movie and it was just like it was really sweet that's really a really nice note like a little card i'm very much a words person so he wrote me like a letter um are you what is that your love language words of affirmation i definitely yeah okay do you is that also how you give love is like do you give people words of affirmation in order to show them yes I think so I definitely used to I've been trying more to like recognize like other people's love languages too because like I know for everyone like that might not be what they receive the best and like that might not be like what they need and so I've been trying to be a little more attentive to like what other like I've tried to be 
aware of how other people show their love to me and try and reciprocate that because I think often how you express love is how you kind of think other people want to receive love you're like this is how I feel love so this is how I'm going to express love and so I've been trying to like notice how other people share love and like reciprocate that for them that is absolutely a work that we have to put in um especially when you're in a long-term relationship and you you know you know your partner well enough to be able to do things for them um that might not be your love language I think putting in that work is is definitely a way of showing you know your love for them and also just to circle back to the cool girlfriend because I can't get I'm still thinking about it (laughs) I will never forget when someone explained the term simp to me and I was like so just a good boyfriend and everyone was like no because like he dopes on her and like like he listens like uh, I'm am I missing something like just a good boy like someone who like like is happy to be with his girlfriend and they were like yeah isn't that embarrassing I was like what 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 is going on what has our society become yeah it's it's a little ridiculous how like I don't know it's sad I think that like showing love and being there for someone can be so like I don't want to say like stigmatized but like looked down upon and yeah and it's like oh like it's not masculine it's like what um but I feel like Valentine's Day is a good time that guys get to get to show love um, if they'll take advantage of it. And of course, this is talking in a very heteronormative way, but um, that men can show their love and express that in a way that's not going to be really super judged by their fellow bros. Do you have a favorite gal- like feel-good rom-com movie for this time of year? For mm. I are single and are sad about it um because respectfully so happy for you but like really angry and definitely jealous um (laughs) so that like you're here and have a good relationship but like super happy for you um but do you have like a good recommendation for a movie for the people who are either single and then also to watch with someone when you're when you're in a relationship Mm, i would say the best Okay, I have three answers. The best romantic movie ever made, maybe, is Ever After, starring Drew Barrymore. Um, and he, no, I don't know if I've seen it. It is so good. It's like a Cinderella story. It's a take on a Cinderella on like the Cinderella story. Back in like the aughts, when everything was just a Cinderella story for some yes. reason. Take me back. That was the dream. <laughs> I don't know what that was, but I like. <laughs> If you want to cry about love and romance and dedication and devotion, watch Ever After. If you want a classic Valentine's Day movie, I think the movie Valentine's Day is pretty good. I like it. And I like that. I like it as a Valentine's Day watch because it has, it's that kind of like, if you're not familiar, it's the like Love Actually style movie where it's like a bunch of different storylines that some of them like converge and some of them don't. And so it has a lot of different stories and a lot of different kinds of love. And so I think that's like nice for kind of like my brand of Valentine's Day is like you're, you know, looking at all the love that you have around you. Um, I thought I, I thought while I was talking, I'd come up with a third answer for like a movie about the power of friendship or like about I like started by saying I have three. <laughs> I was 
really confident that one would come to me about the power of friendship or about like being a single girl boss um and I, I know i have movies like that i think i just got so caught okay, up in ever after it's all i can think about those are those aren't they're usually not that good not even in like a mean way just like i feel like they're just not as enjoyable as good rom-coms sometimes well the one that initially came to mind was the movie someone great have you seen is that the one with um oh my god what's her name the person who was in jane the virgin yeah i also can't think of her name right now um but yes it is and it's like she it's about getting over a relationship and especially through like with her best friends and stuff but some people find that movie really sad i didn't find it sad because i thought the guy was annoying and i thought she was better off without him <laughs> like thank god you dropped him yeah but some people find it really sad i get that okay what about um he's just not that into you i love that movie i love that movie i think that's a good one because it's like it's not the right guy until it is mm maybe yeah. i actually haven't seen it in a while and i only started the first half of it and then i forgot to finish it, it i love that <laughs> like the the whole time he's telling her like you're not the exception and then yes. he's like you taught me you taught me to think i'm not and he said but you are like you're not the exception until you are like it's not the right person until it is it's yeah. not uh i'm getting chills with me about it i love that movie i watch it <laughs> i watch it way too often i, I feel like it's a good one to watch single too because it like reminds you that you're not the exception until you are yeah it's very hopeful it's very like finding love in places you wouldn't expect mm-hmm. and i think it has an emphasis on not accepting anything less from a man than what you deserve yeah the expectations really are on the floor and <laughs> it's it's upsetting and i personally pride myself on having very high standards and expectations for people um in my life like I'm like you are so welcome to be in my life like you're welcome that's your gift for the holiday season (laughs) um but I I do think that it is really hard especially when you're single or and and you want something um and you look around and everyone else seems to have it you know it always seems perfect whenever you look at it um that it kind of feels like, oh, well, you know, maybe I'll just go out with this one guy. He wasn't that great, but, like, he's something. And that sucks. That's always a shitty feeling. Yeah. Yeah, but at the end of the day, it always – okay, this is what I have found, is that when you meet the right person, like, when you're with someone who does actually value you and you are the exception, when that happens, it, in retrospect, becomes so clear that all of those other people were such duds. And you're like shocked that you ever even considered that. Because until you meet that person, you're like, you know, it's fine. Yeah, he asked me for drinks, whatever, this, that. And then you meet the person and you're like, oh, this is what I was waiting for. Okay, I get it now. Yeah. I My first boyfriend ever, I was a junior in high school and like my friends were dating and I was just like ready I was like I like why do I not have a boyfriend yet and so I kind of just like jumped on the first guy who was like interested mm-hmm. in me and I like really clung to that and we started dating and he would text me every morning while I was getting ready for school he'd be like good morning and I remember I was always like it's 7 a.m why are you texting me leave me alone like <laughs> I was so I would roll my eyes when I got texts from this guy and 
I was like, oh, I'm just like not used to being in a relationship. Like, oh, I'm just like not you like just a really like touchy feely person. That was another thing I hated it when he would like try and like hold my hand at school. I was like, that's disgusting and embarrassing. Um, and I was like, oh, I'm just like I like took that in as like something about me. I was like, I'm not into PDA, and I carried that with me for like years. And then I like got into the relationship I'm in now with my boyfriend. And, like, every time he texts me, I'm like, oh, my God, like, the best person on earth has deemed to speak to me. Like, I am, like, huge, not huge on PDA. I, I'm appropriate. But, like, I really love it. Like, I am a touchy-feely person. I was like, oh, my God, I straight up just did not like that guy. Yeah. <laughs> I just didn't. No, you just weren't into him. Yeah. And so I think. I think like, you should send this podcast to him. <laughs> oh, my God. No, that he was, he really liked me. No, that's actually that's, that's kind of sad, honestly. <laughs> that's rough, but also like it it does show you like okay, actually Trinity, you are the perfect person to have on here because you have a theory about the ick. Yes. Oh my god, the right person cannot give you the ick. They just can't. Yes. We've discussed this a lot. Um. Okay. Yeah, so- I just. I think. Um. The ick is not, like, something anyone can give you. It's not something to avoid. I think the ick is, like, a test. Like, if you can be icked by this person after a certain point, like, if you think you could be interested in this person, not, like, first date. There's things where, like, you like someone, but then something icks you, and there's things that's, like, preventing you from liking someone. Like, you meet them and you find out something weird. Um, But I think the right person can't give you the ick because everything, like, when it's right and when you really like them and when there's a real connection there something trivial or something I think my funniest icks I've ever got are like like I've ever heard about or like oh if you're trying to get over a guy like imagine him like howling off his butt after he got in the shower <laughs> that's just so silly <laughs> backpack on I don't know why but that's so funny Like, if it's just something about them and about life that is going to be like, oh, yeah, like, that's not attractive to me, that's not going to happen if you're with the right person. And and this goes to a story about, like, something really just horribly embarrassing my boyfriend said when we were, like, first together. Um, We were, like, sharing a tender moment. um, And it was, like, a really big deal for me. And I was, like oh my god like I was like just so kind of like falling for him yeah and he he looked at me and in the Borat voice he went wah, 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 wah. <laughs> that is like and I went I started laughing I was like that is the funniest cutest thing that's ever happened any other person in the world immediately no but like I don't like that is I feel like that <laughs> Truly one of my favorite stories. I have repeated that to so many people. I hope you know <laughs> this story has gotten around my college at this point. Because I literally, whenever someone is like, oh, like, I don't know. I don't know if I'm into him. I'm like, if you were into him, you would know. Because if he does something kind of stupid, kind of silly, and you go, oh, I don't like that. I need to, or if you think I need to run that past my friends, that's, mm. a, that's like, oh, you're not, you're not in the place where you you should be making serious decisions. Yeah. Um, but 
I I tell people that all the time. I'm like, if you're being like my friend was being vulnerable, and this man goes, whoa, and my <laughs> friend is still in love with him, and they were like, like wow, she really loves him, and I'm like, no, that's just normal love. Like she just thinks the world. <laughs> yeah, and like even in the in the moment, like I like laughed. I was like, oh my god, like that's so cute. He's so funny. I like him so much. Whereas, like, if it was anyone else, I would have been like, why on earth did you just do that? Yeah, which which would be valid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's so true. Like, the weirdest shit can can totally pass because you love them. And not in, a, not in like, a creepy weird way, but, like, weird in, like, a silly, goofy way. Um, yeah, I think if you're, if you're truly, like, have a connection with this person that context will make any ick not icky yeah I fully agree also I do think that if you feel the need and this is me calling myself out 100% if you feel the need to run people's like your conversations with people by your friends um mm, mm, you know what I mean like maybe we reevaluate because (laughs) Because there should, my dad has a theory. Um, I, my parents have been married for a long time, like 30 years. And um, his theory is that there should be no fights. There should be no issues in the first three months. And he is like, if there is a problem in the first three months of the relationship, that is supposed to be the honeymoon phase. That's not your person. If you have to work through some serious stuff in the first three months of dating, something's up. Mm, I think I think that last part like if you have to work through something that soon then maybe that's not that's not for you but I I I don't know I feel like little things happen between anyone like and it also depends like there might be like a circumstance that brings up some sort of like ideological issue or like kind of immediate response to something like I can't imagine like if I was just seeing someone for two weeks and we like went on a trip together I would probably have a meltdown I just don't travel well and so that's something like my boyfriend and I did not do together until we've been together for like a while yeah (laughs) fair I will say I like whatever I would be like talking about something because I'm very open with my family if I would be like talking about something and I'm like I don't know like this isn't going well or that, my dad's like Annie this should not be happening like you shouldn't be stressed yet like you're allowed to be stressed down the line when like things are more serious but like if you're just seeing someone this should all just be fun for the first three months yeah I agree which is like a good rule to go by generally um of course life is way more complicated than that but I love the simplicity of it and I love thinking that that could even be possible to just have no issues um but like valentine's overall coming back to it um is kind of a weird holiday only because it is kind of like this commodification of love like I feel like we live in I mean obviously we live in a capitalistic society but it has such a hold on this holiday that it just also by the way those the countries that celebrate valentine's are so random it's the U.S. Britain Canada Australia Argentina, France, Mexico, and South Korea. Oh, that is so odd. Right? Like, it just feels like a really random assortment of countries that were, like, 
sure, yeah, <laughs> let's let's do it. Yeah, it's so interesting. It's like there's clear like English influence. Like, yeah, okay, like yeah. England would bring it to like Canada and Australia. Where did these other countries come from? Yeah, exactly. Like it just it feels it feels odd. It feels like they were just like watching everyone else do it, and we're like, you know, that looks fun, which I actually really respect. Um, but, but I do feel like it is weird because we are like, like making love, like, uh, tangible. And that's a weird thing to do because gift giving is a love language. If you believe in the love languages, but like forcing love into something that you can feel or experience or touch is, is kind of a weird concept that we're like, you have to give someone a box of chocolates in the shape of a heart so they know you love them a regular <laughs> box of chocolates will not show this <laughs> like I, what is that um yeah I mean I think it's weird that we're trying to like put love into like something you can measure like the size teddy bear you get someone shows how much you are willing to spend on them how much you care about them how much of a commitment you're willing to make to them and then obviously, like, getting into, like, more serious gifts, like, when you start with, like, jewelry and stuff. Like, it's such a weird way to, like, to quantify, I think, your love and qualify it. But on the other side of that, I love the aesthetics of Valentine's Day. Like, I love pink. I love the hearts. I will buy all kinds of Valentine's Day, like, themed things. I have a little heart-shaped blanket on my bed. You know, you can have, like, widgets and, like, to your iPhone and stuff like I always do different like themes for my home screen and right now I have like a Valentine's Day themed one so it's all like pink and hearts and it's just like I really like the aesthetics of it so I love a heart-shaped box of candy like I just think it's so cute but but I think like the issue comes when like people decide that that's like the only way that love can be like expressed or 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 shared in this in this time of year. Like if someone didn't get you the thing, that means they don't love you, um, or don't care about you, or like didn't think about you like that. And and like again, like I think it's a communication thing. Like what do you guys care about? Like what is important to you? And how how can both of you show your love and make each other feel loved and supported at this time? You know, like, maybe yeah. you don't have the stuff to go buy the giant teddy bear, but, like, you can, like, set some time aside for each other, write them a handmade note, or draw them a little picture. Like, I think there are always things you can do. Mm-hmm. And so I think just kind of, like, separating, like, the quantification of it from, like, the qualification of it. Like, I love that. how are you supporting each other right now? I think and how are you supporting your friends right now? My final question was for you was going to be, you know, do you have any advice for people on Valentine's Day, whether they're single or in a relationship? But it sounds like, I mean, you can correct me, like, like, don't quantify it as much as you qualify it. Like, make sure that you're putting in that time and effort and and that how that comes out will look different for everyone. Yeah, I think my thing on, like, people who don't love Valentine's Day is, like, I think it it says, like, why would you resist an opportunity and why would you demean an opportunity to take time and show the people in your life how much you love them? I don't dislike Valentine's, but I did have a full breakdown yesterday about <laughs> about it being Valentine's. So I feel like 
when it comes to that, like there is a difference in a lot of ways. Yes. I think there's this like kind of anxiety about like not having love in your life and like what does that mean versus these people who are like, I don't believe in Valentine's Day. Like mm-hmm. like anxiety around Valentine's Day because you do put some kind of value in it and people who like who like actively like hate on it. Yeah. And I think just taking that time, like my advice for people with Valentine's yes. Day is to like, you know, whether you are in a relationship or whether it's really hard for you because you're not like whether it's a day that's traditionally been happy for you or sad for you like I think if you can make it an opportunity to appreciate the people in your life and appreciate the love around you and and even if you can't find that like like self-love I know I know it can be hard to kind of separate this idea of Valentine's Day from like a romantic thing and I know there are a lot of anxieties that come with not just Valentine's Day but like with like being single especially if it's like something that you like are separately concerned about or unhappy with or just kind of generally like causes some sort of like question or anxiety in your life Valentine's Day could be like a reminder of that yeah but I think it can also be an opportunity to kind of look around and appreciate all the love and the relationships that are in your life and the relationships that bring you joy and the relationships that you bring joy to. And then, and then even like beyond that kind of like a self-love thing. Like I think the, the capacity to love and to bring joy into people's lives and to make those connections and um, to take care of yourself and buy yourself flowers, Miley Cyrus, like, <laughs> things like that. I think just to celebrate like love, and kindness and like the spirit of doing other things just to make someone else happy, just to show them you appreciate them, I think can be really, really beautiful. And it makes me happy. And I think February, if we didn't have Valentine's Day, it would be such a cold, dreary, snowy holiday. And I think Valentine's Day is such a wonderful vibe check in the middle of all <laughs> the cold and the long, long winter. It can be nice to like step back from that energy and have something different and have some joy and love. I think you're totally right. I love that sentiment. And I think that is good advice that like, you know, if, if that's something that is not happening for you at the moment, like romantic love, then like look around the other kinds of love. And if you feel really alone, like looking at the self-love, even if you don't feel alone, um, really focusing on that no matter what. I would also say just like as advice, don't put too much pressure on it if you are not in a relationship. Um, don't really worry about it. It's just a day. Um, and then if you are, you you know, you can put pressure on it. Like, I think kind of how we were talking about earlier, like, like telling people what you want out of it, I think is really valid. And um, so, like, feel free to put pressure on it. Like, don't overdo it. But um, don't get yourself hyped up for nothing. But if there's something specifically that you want to happen and you have a partner and it's important to you that they are listening to you, then this is a totally fine way to have them, to have them show that. And I don't think people should be embarrassed for wanting that. Um, I do want to end with a quote, a little stoic quote. So I have two, you can, I couldn't choose. So, um, you can tell me your favorite after, after I read both. So, um, one is, it never ceases to amaze me. We all love ourselves more than other people, but care more about their opinion than our own. Ooh. Which I always think is really interesting because I do, like, at the end of the day, I 
you know, I'm number one. But what you say, I'm like, now that's interesting. Um, <laughs> so I think that one's good for Valentine's. Uh, and the other one is how long are you going to wait before you demand the best for yourself? Mm. Those are from some Stoics a long ass time ago. So people were thinking about self-love even back then. Uh, do you have a favorite? I like the first one. I feel like that's such a, like, those are two true things. We just talked about cognitive dissonance in my sociology or my social studies. Like, yes. <laughs> so, um, cognitive dissonance. so that really struck a chord right now. Can I share a quote I have hanging on my childhood bedroom wall? I don't know who it's from, but it's spread kindness around like confetti. And I think love is an endless resource and it costs you nothing to share joy with the world. That's really Um, sweet. I like that. A little cliche, a little cheesy. I like (laughs) that. Um, All right. With that, thank you so much for coming on the pod, Trinity. It was absolutely amazing having you. Uh, To everyone listening, thank you so much for tuning in. And if you want to follow along as we check off more rites of passage in our 20s, follow, turn on notifications, share the episode. Uh, If you're so inclined, you're welcome to give it some stars for the ratings. Not too many. We don't want to get too arrogant. Uh, Just a few. Just a few for now. Um, and thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful week. And remember that when things are going wrong, you're just checking something off your rites of passage list. So you're actually doing great. Um, Trinity, do you have any last words? I think we about covered it. I think I love you, Annie. And I love all of you listeners that you took the time to listen to this. I think that's an act of love. And that's so powerful. It is because we don't have a lot of followers. So all the people (laughs) listening are just my friends and family, which means that if they're listening all the way to the end, they really love me. Um, (laughs) I I love you too. Go say I love you to someone today, um, whether it be a friend or yourself in the mirror or a partner. Um, But yeah, share some love. Uh, All right, then. With that, we're out. Okay, this is this is a question that I ask at camp. I'm sorry, at the program. So I would love to ask you it because I think it just it's really full circle. Um, so what's your favorite fruit, first of all? Okay, my favorite fruit I think would be I like oranges. Amazing. And if that fruit were to come to life and introduce itself. How do you think that fruit would sound? I can go first. I love mangoes and I feel like mangoes be like, hey, I'm a mango. I agree. I think oranges would be like, um, like, hey guys, I'm oranges. Like they feel very like almost like Kool-Aid man hullabaloo. This is the word that I think of. <laughs> Fantastic. I completely agree. And I think that that was the perfect question to ask you. <laughs> <laughs> just no hesitation okay 